You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Today's show is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. On today's show, we are going to jump in with the story of the weekend, and that has to be women's lacrosse. Women's lacrosse won the national title, beating Syracuse 16-10 on Sunday in Towson, Maryland. This was a monumental win for Boston College Athletics, as this was the first national title for women on campus ever in any major sport. That was big news. It was also the first national championship for Boston College since 2012 when men's hockey won. And for Coach Walker Weinstein, she is only the third coach in school history to win a national title, joining Snooks Kelly and Jerry York as the three coaches to get that. So let's just kind of dive in and, and talk about why this was so big. So Boston College and Syracuse have played four times. I mean, this was their fourth game they were playing, with Syracuse taking a 2-1 lead in the series heading into the national championship game. Now, Syracuse knocked Boston College out of the ACC semifinals earlier this month, and uh, it looked like, you know, they were a team that would have Boston College's number. The first half was back and forth. And I, again, I've told you before, I am not a lacrosse player. I am not a a lacrosse reporter. So I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty with this because I couldn't tell you. But I enjoyed watching this. It was a good game. So back and forth, the two teams went. Boston College takes a 9-8 lead heading into the second half. And what, 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 what do we see again? Charlotte North. Charlotte North as I said a couple of weeks ago, is one of the best athletes Boston College has had of all time at this point. Um, but she just kind of cemented her legacy in this game. She scored six goals and really, really put it on in the second half. Boston College, uh, I mean, you saw that it looked like an evenly matched game heading into the second half. And then as BC has done over and over again this year, the, the women hit a, a another level. In the second half, they outscored Syracuse six to two, and you know they built a five goal lead, six goal lead, and at that point it was over. Like Syracuse just had no answer to anything, and you know some of Syracuse players, I think it was Emma Ward, one of their stars, she had two uh, yellow cards. She was re- removed from the game. Emma Terrell, she struggled. She had zero goals. In the first half. Now you get a player like Terrell. She's one of the best players in the country. And BC's defense just stymied her. And so second half goes. BC just, you know, they're they're putting it on. And Syracuse scores a goal with about three minutes left, four minutes left. And it was like, ooh, you start to feel that like apprehension, like, oh gosh, are they gonna come back? And you know, there's they're putting the pressure on Rachel Hall in that defense. And you but time and time again as it gets closer. BC's making save. They're they're causing turnovers. They're not letting Syracuse get a clean look at the goal. And and that was it. Boston College was able to seal it with a goal from who else? Charlotte North. And they're national champions. Now this is it was such a great moment because let me wax poetic here for a second. Women's sports do not get the credit that they deserve. They're starting to get it. But 
they're in, they're fun to watch and and I think more and more people are starting to get into women's sports and this game just kind of solidified that, right? You know, you had people who never watched women's lacrosse. I have to admit, I have never really, other than the times that BC was in the Final Four. I'm not a women's lacrosse fan. I'm not into that. But they caught my attention. And as I said earlier this year, I, I knew from what I've seen and heard that Charlotte North was going to have an amazing year. You know, she was on the cover of U.S. Lacrosse Magazine. You know, she's a big name. She goes out there. She breaks the NCAA record for most goals in a season by men or women with 102 goals in 21 games. That is crazy. So let's look at her 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 profile. What what why should she be considered one of the best in Boston College history? Well, Charlotte North now has the uh, a record that no other player in any gender can touch with 102 goals. She has a national title. She's probably she has to win the Tewartin uh, national um, MVP in lacrosse. She's probably going to win that. I mean, they joked about it. I saw it on Twitter. It was uh, Packer and um, Durham on ACC Network saying that they should build a Charlotte North statue. I mean, she did win them a national championship, and, you know, Doug Flutie didn't. <laughs> I'm not saying that they need to remove Doug Flutie, but, you know, maybe in like 10 years or 15, 20 years, it, when we get a big, you know, big, bigger lacrosse stadium, and maybe men will join them at that point, get that Charlotte North stati- st- statue up there. I totally agree. Like, you know, she she was the face of that team, and... She gets a lot of the credit, but I think there's a lot of other players on that squad that I noticed that, you know, Jen, Jen Majid had a, another big game. I think she had three or four goals. Rachel Hall, the goalkeeper, like, you know, it, goal goaltending in, in college lacrosse is a lot different than, than than hockey. And she had eight or nine big saves and she was she was clutch. Uh, Belle Smith is probably going to be the, the the future of this this program. And. You just see the names up and down the roster. They just had, um, you know, a big mo- moment, and then you know, defeating Syracuse, that was you know, and really they 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 exercised every demon. Whether it was this is their fourth ACC, I mean NCAA championship game, they finally were able to turn that page. They entered the elite level of NCAA ter- uh, women's lacrosse teams. They are there now. They're in that pantheon of really top level programs. They've got that championship. They they beat teams that they hadn't beat before, like Syracuse and UNC. They did everything. And this team, you know, whether you like lacrosse or not, it was special. It was a great moment for Boston College Athletics. And I hope you all got a chance to check it out because it was a lot of fun. And um, congratulations to the team. Congratulations to Coach Walker Weinstein. And uh, that's where we'll leave it for there. In a moment, we're going to talk about June 1st and what that means for college athletics. But before we do, let's chat about Made In. Made In produces professional quality cookware and knives for those who love to cook. They source the finest materials and partner with renowned craftsmen to make premium kitchen tools directly to you without the markup. Made In products are made to last and they offer a lifetime guarantee. They have 28,000 five-star reviews and their products are used by some of the world's best chefs at Michelin-starred restaurants around the world. And they're even used by me. I have one of their butcher knives and it is excellent. I have another set of knives. I put those off to the side. I use the Made In. It is it is precision at its best. I love my knife. Now, right now, Maiden is offering our listeners 15% off your first order with promo code locked on. This is the best discount available anywhere online for Maiden products. Again, promo code locked on for 15% off at madeincookware.com. 
Next, let's go into Rock Auto. Are you in the process of doing work on your car? Why spend 30, 40, 50, even 75% more at one of those other stores when you can head over to rockauto.com and save? rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. All you need to do is head on over to rockauto.com, check out their catalog, put it in your make and model, and boom, they're gonna show you everything they have, whether it's tail lamps, uh, engine control modules, brake parts, they've got it all. It's easy to navigate, you're gonna find what you need to get your work done. Best of all, prices are low for everyone. All you need to do is head over to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car and truck and right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com This is AJ Black. It is June. I hope you all had a nice Memorial Day weekend. Uh, thank you to all the servicemen and women who are listening to our show. And um, my thoughts go out to anyone who has had a family member in the military that lo- that lost their lives in any of the various conflicts in um, you know recent U.S. history. So thank you all. Um, and we're going to jump into June now. We're into June. And June 1st is a big day for Boston College football recruiting because it's the official end date of the dead period, which means that recruits can officially go on campus and meet with staff. Now, if you have been paying attention, Jeff Halfley has had an incredible two years of recruiting at Boston College, landing some big names, whether it's Drew Kendall or Clinton Burton Jr. or Bryce Steele or even some of the newer guys like Quan Williams or Sion Halla. But He's done it all without having a, uh, the ability to meet with any of these kids or have them on campus. That's all going to change starting today. Now, we know a few things about the next couple of weeks. And if you've been listening on or reading on bcbulletin.com and cheap plug here, our premium service gives you all of these details as they happen. It's a dollar for the first month. Head over to bcbulletin.com and sign up and you can get all the recruiting details you want. But I'm going to give you some just basics. So over this month, it's going to be nuts around college football. You, if you're reading on Twitter right now, I mean, gosh, if you follow like Hayes Fawcett, who's a big recruiting name, who who does all those graphics for kids, it seems like every kid has their offer list, their top five, and then their visits list. The visits list is the big thing right now because you can tell who a recruit is serious about on whether they choose a school to make an official visit. Recruits are allowed five official visits. Now, these are the, you know, roll the red carpet out, meet with the staff. They pay for everything. They, you know, they ship them to the school or, you know, charter them to this, not charter, but, you know, get flights to the school. They pay for all of that. They're only allowed to get five of those. Otherwise, you'd have some of these five stars doing 25 official visits and never being home. So the official visit is a great marker to see if a kid is Uh, very serious about Boston College. Now, you may see someone list Boston College as a top seven school or whatever. You know, I I, I post these all the time, right? You see, like, yesterday, Lance Holsclaw had Boston College in his top six. But a good indicator on whether that recruit is serious about BC and, you know, may take that next step is if he comes and visits. And now, 
June 18th, you want to circle that day on your calendar because that's the big day that Boston College is setting up or that weekend for recruits. This, I think, 8 to 12 right now already coming to Boston College that weekend alone. So they're going to be doing the big thing. They're going to really roll out the right carpet. I, I'm going to try to find out exactly what the plans are for that weekend. Hopefully I can get some some info from the staff. But that that's the big one. Now, around the country, though, you're going to see, like, I saw Georgia, for instance. I always bring up Georgia because I, I follow the SI guy who, who writes about Georgia. But they, they're having, I mean, they they're at, their school is in different space than BC. BC has 13 recruits right now. Many other schools like Bama and Georgia and Auburn, they're much lower right now because they have to get these kids on campus. They want to see what they're like. They want to really wine and dine them to see if they'll come to their school because they're the elite blue chippers. Now, these schools are going to have four, probably three or four weekends of intense recruiting. It's going to be a big weekend for a lot of them. So I think you're going to see a lot of commitments over the next month. Now, I haven't seen, other than Sion Hala, any other BC committed kids going on official visits to any other schools. Hala said he's going to be doing a bunch. Um, but, you know, it, it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to see uh, what other recruits in the class of 2022 uh, Jeff Halfley gets on campus. Um, you know, Wilfredo Ibar is going to be the first one on campus, and he's probably the biggest name uh, BC has recruited in this class that they have a, a legitimate chance on. He's a defensive end from Connecticut, four-star, top 150 in the class. Uh, he's high on BC. And, you know, I, I've said this for on this podcast for months, and I feel like I'm playing the hits here, but I'm going to say it again. Jeff Halfley's done an amazing job recruiting in this these last two years, but I think he's going to take it to a whole nother level when he can get these kids on campus. He can show them Boston College, and he can meet with them in person because, as you've seen, if you're listening to this podcast, unless you're you know on the outlier, most of you believe that Jeff Halfley is an affable, very warming, and he seems like a genuine person. I think that's going to resonate with recruits. I think it's going to resonate when they get on campus. So... I'm really excited to see what happens in the next couple of weeks. We'll have to find out what Boston College does and see if maybe, you know, I, I would expect, you know, looking at a lot of the kids that are coming on the 18th, it's like their last weekend of some of their uh, planned recruiting weeks. Um, I, I expect a couple of kids to probably pop after that. That means to, to commit. So stay tuned to BC Bulletin. And again, become a premium member. Um, we have right now as well a Discord channel for premium members that you can talk to me. If you like this podcast, um, you can ask me questions. I actually found out we have an audio channel. So if you really like BC Bulletin, I'm locked on BC. I mean, I can answer questions like this on the Discord channel if you become a member. It's a dollar for the first month. It's $5 a month if you sign up for the year. It's so worth it. I give you content every single day. And I've been dropping all sorts of nuggets in the Discord. I just actually am going to drop one after this episode that I think people are going to really find interesting. So in a moment, we're going to wrap this up with another conversation about the state of BC basketball. I want to get into where the school is at where I think they're going to go in 2022, what are some reasonable expectations, and where Earl Grant has the program at this moment. But before we do, let's talk about Bilt Bar. Oh, I just had a Bilt Bar today. They are so delicious. There's nine original flavors. You need to try them out. They have a limited time uh, 
flavors as well. I heard there's a grasshopper flavor, like grasshopper cookie flavor. I cannot wait to try that. Um, I am a big fan of coconut almond. I have a stack in my frit, uh, in my cl my closet, but I love to put them in the freezer. I just found this out the other day. I heard one of the other hosts do it. Game changer. Like they're good regular but like if you want like a cool summer treat a frozen built bar or a cooled down built bar you cannot beat it it's covered in chocolate 17 grams of protein only 130 calories four grams of sugar but all the good taste that you expect from built bar it doesn't taste chalky and, and lousy like some of those other protein bars you need to try these out head on over to builtbar.com and use promo code locked 15 and you'll get 15 percent off your first order again use promo code locked 15 for 15 percent off at builtbar.com this is locked on boston college if you do not do so already please like and subscribe to locked on bc wherever you get your podcasts now Let's talk about basketball. This is a polarizing topic that I feel like we need to kind of do a little state of the nation right now on where BC basketball is at after the hiring of Earl Grant and, you know, he's got his staff in place. So let's look at the staff really quick. Let's just quickly remind you, we have Anthony Goins as an assistant. He is from Clemson. He's a got local roots, uh, you know, ACC level um, recruiter. He has all that experience. He is at Boston College, uh, along with Chris Markwood of Northeastern and Jim Molinari from Oklahoma and some other programs like Nebraska. So they got their assistance in place. I've said before, you know, Markwood is probably the most questionable because he, you know, he's only a Northeastern level recruit uh, recruiter, but. I like his potential. I think he's good. And Anthony Goins and Molinari, I love what what they could do with BC. I think both of them are, are high-level rec uh, recruiters and um, should bring this program up another level. Now, since they, they kind of moved on, you know, you've seen a mass exodus at Boston College. And some pe for some people, they're like, oh, my gosh, this is all, you know, Earl Grant's fault because, you know, he's not a good coach. He has no experience. And that's all his fault. Well, you look around the NCAA right now and there's 1,700 recruits in the transfer portal. It is absolutely insane. Uh, the portal is completely out of control at this point. And schools, and it's not bought just Boston College. I mean, you look everywhere. And every school seems to have six or seven players in the transfer portal. It's just it's just the way things are right now. You may get a few schools here and there, but you know every school seems to have most of their big players in the transfer portal. And so Boston College has lost Rich Kelly, Stefan Mitchell, C.J. Felder, uh, Jay Heath, and then you know more role players like Luka Kraljevic and Kamari Williams. And most recently, Andre Adams, who never played for Boston College, but was a member of the roster before he blew out his Achilles last year. So you have all these players that have left. Now, you lose, I, I think, the two biggies that you lose. You know, I never thought Stefan Mitchell was going to be back, no matter who was coaching this team. I think the biggies were Jay Heath and CJ Felder. You lost two younger players that had high upsides uh, to Florida and Arizona State. But who do you bring in? You bring in Kanye Jones. TJ Bickerstaff, Quentin Post, the transfer from uh, Miss Mississippi State. You have Brevin McLaughlin. You have a bunch of different players that are coming in. But the big, for me, when I look at all these players, other than maybe like Brevin McLaughlin, what I see is players to develop. They're not players that are very um, 
ACC level ready. They may have had some experience, but it's going to take some time. So what does Boston College need to do to have a successful season? Well, right now, I would think the big thing that Boston College needs to do is plan out their out-of-conference schedules to get them geared up for the ACC. Like, you do not want what Jim Christian did in 2020. You do not want a murderous row of Florida and Minnesota and all these good schools that are just going to plow this team because BC is going to take some time to get into what they need to do. And so... Get you know they got Bryant on the schedule, and I know people are like, "Oh, Bryant's going to be the favorite." Yeah, pro- they might be, but they may not be either. But Boston College should be scheduling teams like Bryant, BU, Northeastern. Uh, you they have URI on. These are perfect programs to schedule. Do not get into uh, scheduling those other power conference teams because you have the ACC schedule, and what you want to do is kind of ease into that and get these guys ready because. There's talent there. I like what they've got. You know, TJ Bickerstaff is a, is a, a name that I'm impressed with, and I think Brevin McLaughlin too. But some of these other role players are going to need to play bigger roles, like Kanye Kanye Jones and um, and McLaughlin. They're going to have to play, so you want to give them the chance to learn in a, in a in a place where they can succeed. And so you do that. You get that. You get that in place, and then you start to to build for the future. I don't expect Boston College to get to the tournament next year. I don't think they're going to be a bubble team. I don't think they're going to be an NIT team. They're going to be bad. It's going to happen. You're playing against teams, you know, like Duke and Syracuse and and Louisville that are are recruiting four and five star recruits. You're not going to beat them right now. What you need to do is get this team ready for 2022, and that means battling, getting your that your scheme and technique in. And it sounds like Earl Grant and Jim Molinari are going to really drill defense. And that's important because BC's defense last year stunk and they need to figure out how to get that fixed. And, you know, with most of the guys gone, it's going to be starting from square one, which is good. So you don't have all those bad habits, Uh, but that's going to be a big piece. And so when you have that, you have the defense, you have some youngsters that you can build up, then you can start to see success. Pull off some wins, shock a team or two, be uh, competitive in every game that you can. You know, have limit the the, the blowouts. And I think that'll be a successful basketball season. So that's where they're at right now. Things could still change. I mean, they I believe they still have two roster spots available, so they can they can get another commitment or a transfer for next year. So we'll have to continue to see. But that's kind of where they're at right now. I see this team winning like. 13 games next year, 14 games, um, and maybe like three or four ACC. And that's all you're going to ask for. And you just need to build. You have the practice facility coming. You build, you recruit for 2022, and that's where Earl Grant can start to make his bones. This is AJ Black. If you enjoy my work, please follow me at bcbulletin.com. You can find me on Twitter at ajblack underscore bc. You can find my work on or the site's pod, uh, Twitter as well at LockedOnBC. And I'm on every social media, Facebook, Instagram. Just look up Boston College Bulletin. You'll find us there. Just a reminder for the month of June, and I think it's going to be July too, we are going to three days a week. We're going to be doing usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, with Memorial Day, we did Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday this week. So just keep that in your planner. You know, If you're looking on Tuesdays and Thursdays, usually you're not going to find a new show. If there's something big that pops up and I feel the need to do an emergency podcast, believe me, I'll do it. But you know, we're in the slower months. There's not really a ton to talk about. So uh, for the next month, possibly two, we're going to be going down a little bit. And then once August hits for football, you'll see us all the time. This is AJ Black. Thank you all. Have a good afternoon. Take care.